Hi, hey, hello everyone. The FPL here, bringing you Man City 1, Everton 1. We look at what Everton did in their special, unique, tactical setup to stifle City, who were arguably complacent after taking a 1-0 lead. We also evaluate what difference they made after Everton equalised, bringing on or refusing to bring on certain players, and instead attempting to tweak the runs of their starting eleven that had yet again certain popular players benched for FPL purposes. Men City causing yet more hullabaloo as they benched Joel Cancelo and Phil Foden for the likes of Jack Grealish and 18-year-old Rico Lewis once again on the flanks. This meant that City committed to this 3-2-5 formation in attack. With this time round, City instead of being flanked by KDB and Gunawan, backed up by the wingers in the form of Grealish and Mares. The lack of a half-space presence was purely boiled down to City not having an extra man against Everton's back five, more on that later. But crucially here, there did not exist a half-space for City to exploit. Instead, they had to rely on drawing Everton's centre-back out, one of the three centre-backs out, so that somebody could run into the half space. Now, in this particular case, Bernardo Silva had to be the one to tempt Corner Cody out from central defence. And in response, Erling Haaland would be the one that would run in between centre-back and full-back, diagonally behind Ben Godfrey, in particular on the left side. And that created Erling Haaland's big chance at the very beginning. That being said, the refusal to commit to scoring more than one goal after taking a 1-0 lead came down to the lack of vertical runs made by City's players, with Grealish and Mahrez being ball players from the flanks. Bernardo Silva and KDB had to be the ones making vertical runs into the half-space channels left by Everton. Instead, Bernardo Silva drifted laterally in order to create overloads, and KDB himself went extremely deep or extremely wide on the flanks in order to supply his trademarks deliveries for Haaland. So, the idea here was that after Everton equalised, we saw Rico Lewis and Rodri bomb into the box almost immediately following that 64th minute goal and it was just about having more and more penalty area presence as the half wore on. For FPL purposes, it comes down to your interpretation of Pep Guardiola's attitude after the match. Given the result, quoting Pep Guardiola, he said that they did everything in their power to win. That is certainly not an exaggeration, as Guardiola created sufficient XG to score multiple goals, and if it weren't for Pickford saving a couple in the second half, it really could have ended 1-0 to City right there. The real question to ask is how City will attempt to break down future sides that will defend in a five-man formation against them. The front six that they have done once against Bournemouth sometime in this, earlier in the season, I think it was game week three, could have been brandished here. But without Joao Cancelo being deployed at all, it just shows that City do have a plan to implement more players perhaps in preparation for Champions League football coming up soon and we just have to deal with it that the size of the pie is smaller looking for greener pastures elsewhere.
Everton 541 has been trialled by Lampard before and it was understandable that he fielded this ultra-defensive formation here, keeping Ghana and Onana in relatively disciplined positions while fielding Iwobi on the right side to make up for a balanced midfield. The gauntlet that Everton laid down was more about challenging City to play between their players rather than covering a specific spot on the pitch where they would get outnumbered because this 5-4-1 had so little space between them that it almost resembled Costa Rica's formation at the World Cup basically having two layers of a flat 5 and a flat 4 that drew 0-0 against Liverpool earlier in the season. This particular 5-4-1 had two key triggers in order to win the ball and break forward at speed. Number one, from central positions, this 5-4-1 had an extreme advantage of having two players able to intercept passes from central areas to the wings. It was clearly seen that on the flanks itself, Everton made significant efforts to intercept passes to Grealish if not Mares. Passes to Grealish were more difficult simply because Grealish was extremely wide to begin with, combined with the fact that Grealish could drop deep aided by Bernardo Silva to dribble forward. But passes towards Mares on the right flank was a little bit easier to intercept simply because Rico Lewis was relatively inexperienced with the ball at his feet and at the same time Mares rarely attacked from the byline. And that was exactly where the Mara Gray could thrive in terms of intercepting the ball, breaking forward at speed and relying on the likes of Onana or perhaps a long clearance to find him. For FPL purposes, we know now that Everton do have a plan against the big boys. Unfortunately, don't, they don't play big boys up next with Brighton, I believe, and Southampton rolling up at Goodison Park up next. So we are looking at potentially players that will do well against them as an away team and there is only one name on the list in their next three of Brighton, Southampton and West Ham. Kaoru Mitoma. Potentially a differential after the Fulham double game week if you're looking for Andres Pereira replacements but as it stands it looks like Everton's deficiencies will be shown more against mid-tier teams if not fellow relegation strugglers when they play a more open and expensive game. Lastly, a quick word on DCL as he was neither used as a pivot or a target man in this 5-4-1 setup. In this case, he was more of a physical nuisance designed to challenge either Nathan Ake or John Stones on the left and right respectively, challenging them physically in order to just create space for runners to go into. So at this stage, Against the big boys, it's unlikely that DCL will figure. To conclude, City once again overthinks their way through certain games and we have seen this before, honestly. So at this stage, the question comes down to how we adapt and pivot as FPL players with the likes of Spurs also losing, really the Money has to be invested in players that are stable, that play within a constant system that only makes minor tweaks moving forward. Liverpool are an obvious example, but with Man United and Arsenal offering extreme value, perhaps the way moving forward is to just go big on defence, relying on set pieces, especially since we have seen certain teams that have shown set piece 
weaknesses recently. This is FPL Teacher, bringing you Newcastle's draw against Leeds as soon as possible.